All right, guys. Uh, we we are officially live on upstream number six. How's everyone doing today? Yeah, what's up? Good. Another Sunday. I mean, a uh, couple couple bits of news. I mean, throughout, it's not one of the slowest weeks we've seen. So like, uh, you know, just last week we saw Z3 in India sell out of their initial inventory. Uh, I think they sold out in like two weeks. How do how do you feel about the momentum of that? Uh, it's it's difficult to see, you know. Definitely sounds awesome, but I think what we heard that about the Z10 a while back that it sold out. So I'm I'm, what is the word? Something op- optimistic, like cautiously optimistic, is is the the term? Yeah, that, that's how I'm feeling about it. I wouldn't read too much uh, into it. Yeah, you can go go go, Matthew. Oh, okay. um, well, the original like the amount they actually had the sold out in stock was only about thirty thousand units. So I. I mean, I guess that's it's positive showing that there's at least a presence of BlackBerry in India, at least for more, at least like for maybe ten devices, and they're like running BBOS or something. But it's, I feel like, like I, I harbor back to like Chen's saying we need to sell like ten million phones, like like a profitable like smartphone sector of our company. But it's positive, but at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm kind of the same thing. I'm not too overly optimistic that it's going to have a like a really positive impact on the company going forward, but it's, it's, it's a good show for other countries and areas and such. Yeah. I, I think, yes. like, like short-term, short, short term, as long as it's moving, I mean, they can keep pace. They need to sell, you know, um, what are we talking, like 3 million phones a quarter to stay on point? Yeah. And they're doing that, they're doing that with the combined total of <laughs> both their device segments already. So it's more of, like, continuing that on and keeping it, making sure it, it can, you know, stay profitable for them. Otherwise, you know, then then you have to look at cutting it down. Yeah. We definitely want our BlackBerry devices. <laughs> yeah, the thing with selling out, with saying sell out, it's like one of those buzzwords that there isn't really any yeah. value associated with it unless you get like some concrete numbers. So if if it's Apple selling out, that sounds more because we more know appealing. That sounds yeah. a bit like, more yeah, like, like realistic. Yeah, yeah, a bit more. You can trust that it's going to be big numbers if it's like yeah. Apple saying it, but BlackBerry yeah. saying sell out. We don't know if. If it was five phones or five million phones, yeah. right? I think that what this shows, I, th- I what I personally believe is that the the inventory was a bit lower, and it was just uh, I think it's Foxconn or BlackBerry trying to trying to meet demand and trying to, you know, not the not create too many, not produce too many phones for the demand, but kind of meet it right at that sweet spot. So I think this is a good sign. Wasn't there just an announcement that? There are a few more competitors in, in or like a new competitor just opened up, and they're going to be selling phones in Indonesia cheaper than the Z3. Or did I read that? I think it was Any, India. Ring a bell with anyone? Yeah, that BGR post. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what. Yeah. It's whatever. There's so many competitors out there, you know. Of course. Oh yeah, it was a brand I'd never heard of. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. yeah. There's yeah, just yeah. new new players coming to the table. You know, bringing partnerships together. Blackberry's doing the same thing with Foxconn, and Foxconn is huge. Yeah. They're behind the, the some of the op- Apple products. I don't know if they still yeah. do anymore, but uh, the but. thing with these hardware, like these, I call I like to call them like indie producers, indie hardware producers, is that they don't really have a name to their, they don't really have a name to their product. Like they they have their they're coming in, they have these low cost phones. But I mean, like that's a game that's been being played already for quite a while. In Indonesia, a lot of these markets. So I mean, like, what's really going to distinguish these these new low-cost f- phones? 
I mean, the thing that makes a Z3 stand out in these markets is because BlackBerry has that, that prestige, that name has that prestige, or at least it did at least a year ago or two years ago in Indonesia and a lot of these places. And because they're bringing it down to more of an affordable level, I think it's gonna, it, it plays a bit more differently than a new player coming into the game and just coming with a low-cost heads. Uh, um, what's it called? Phone device. Yeah. James, are you reading the chat or something? I'm doing like a, b a bunch of different things here. Uh, so yeah, like outside of the Z3 over in India, you know, initial stock sellout, it, it was more or less just kind of like some kind of bait link out there for people that wanted to see some kind of momentum. Blackbird has really been utilizing their blogs a lot more than they used to and doing a lot of things on the web and kind of getting stories out there. I want to touch on, kind of jump ahead here to the BlackBerry Assistant and kind of how they brought that piece out. It was kind of more of a, you know, uh, hands-on experience, like this is how it's been for me in my testings type of thing that they did on the blog. Do you guys like seeing that type of kind of direct marketing to the to the customer base and to the fans out there? I, I have a lot to say about social media and blogging and stuff like that. Um, it's becoming more and more the... I was just watching this this guy speak, and he talks a lot about marketing for the year that we live in. And there are so many companies who are still doing print media. And the problem isn't that there aren't as many people um, necessarily using print. It's just your audience is not as large as it used to be. So and the problem is these companies are charging the same uh, you know price to advertise in the phone book and stuff. Yet there's so many less users. So the best thing you can do now is advertise on social media. Figure out a way to do that. And blogging, you know, they go hand in hand. And I think I, it's very refreshing to finally see BlackBerry doing that at the very least, um, doing advertising in the right way. This is how they should be doing it, you know, for the year that we live in. So I'm happy to see it. But what do you guys think? I think it's actually you know, it's proper time. Uh, I think it's it's great that BlackBerry is at least you know catering to that argument, like the audience, like and like kind of pointing out like specific features, like what they did with like the original Duty Ten launches that they like they really just kind of focused on like the part like uh, the BlackBerry Hub and how it and, like how it manages your conversation flow so eloquently. And then it and they I don't know if they touched on active frames too much. Not that I can remember, but I think it's it's effective at least showing BlackBerry's strengths. I don't know if the search assistant's the best way of going about it, considering people are going to make direct comparisons to Cortana, Siri, and you know. That, that, that's that's, that's a that's a good now. that's a good point. That's a good point, and the beauty of it is the way they're integrating, you know, the the BlackBerry assistant is through a company called Maluba, and they're you know another Canadian operation from started. Waterloo, no, the Waterloo, yeah, the University yeah. of Waterloo, and yeah. and there there is is an established natural processing, you know tool and it also has you know a voice assistant so really like the technology there pretty depth and I think people are as Donnie said you know going to be pleasantly surprised when it comes on and it works just as well as everything else and it, it's yeah, really it'll work out. better it'll work better <laughs> I think so too I, I've been playing with it on my Windows phone I got, I got a shitty like 520 like don't think yeah. I'm invested but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, Maluba's great like I can have a conversational you know like Oh man, today's been crazy. Can we set an appointment for like 6 a.m. tomorrow? I have a meeting that I got to go to with Jeff. Yeah, like, it'll pick it up. 
it cuts yeah. out all the junk words and it takes the important ones. Yeah. Um, the it's contextual like, words, yeah. It's, it's very conversational, very like to the point. It does like mm -hmm. movies, restaurants, you know, things around you. It's pretty cool, and I think the way they're integrating it is going to be awesome because yeah, I mean, like marking messages unread in the hub yeah. is actually like mind blowing. Yeah. Think yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. That's something you can't do on other yeah. operators. Especially someone yeah. like me who's OCD, who like I don't like having lots of notifications. Notifications in my hub. Like, uh, if I if there's a notification in there, I have to I have to yeah. either look at it or just mark it as read because I yeah. hate. I like I can't stand when I see my friends who have like a thousand emails that haven't been read. It's like, yeah. dude, like seriously, how do you even know you have a new one? You know, but Which, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 the one thing is, I, I mentioned it on an earlier podcast, which I really want people to understand this. What is different with this intelligent assistant? is you know how on iOS, for instance, you pull down on your app drawer and you get the search bar there. So there's the search. And then there's Siri, which you only talk to Siri. So what BlackBerry is doing is they're taking the search and they're taking the intelligent assistant or the, and they're putting them together into one. So you can type, you can click the search button within BlackBerry 10 and just be like, I'm feeling lazy. What's going on at the movie theaters tonight? You could type that in your search bar and it'll act like you spoke it, and it'll still give you, like, the response back. So yeah. some people are like, I don't want to use my voice assistant in public. I don't want to be walking down the street and be like, hey, BlackBerry assistant, I feel like some cheeseburgers. Where can I go to get you? Like, people don't want to do that. But yeah. you can just type it in your phone, and you get the exact same type of response, and that's what's so powerful, and I'm surprised that BlackBerry is the first ones to really be integrating the two. You bring up a really good point, because... Whenever you're with friends or something and you're trying to figure something out, what's the first thing you do? You open up the browser yeah. and you do a Google search. Yeah. Like, what time was when was this person born or something like that? What was the score of you know this this sports game or whatever? You pull up Google and it gives you that information. But if you can go into the the, the assistant like that and just yeah. do it quickly like that, either through voice or through typing, like it, it, yeah. it could be quite a useful feature. And it Actually, could be a bit different than from some of the other competitors. If you actually if you think back to um, WebOS, used to have a concept like that with WebOS 2.0 going up, was they had a feature called Just Type, which uh, with the Pre 2 or whatever phone you're using, you could just type in whatever you wanted to look for specifically, um, and you could like your query, like let's say you wanted to you wanted some pizzeria that was close by, you could like customize your search based on like you wanted to look through uh, YouTube. And if you wanted to, you could look through Google, you could look through Bing, had the support ever come. And yeah. it's kind of funny that BlackBerry incorporated that, at least on the Q10 data, 10.1, that they were able to like kind of incorporate a similar like, aspect of desktop onto it. Yeah, they've had that. Um, it's called, well, instant action is what they call yeah. at least doing like BBM mom, hey, what are you doing, and send it. Um, that's called an instant action or call or TW for Twitter. You could type in Twitter space yeah. and type whatever. Um, but then you can also do there the extended search, and that's where you can choose Google, um, Bing, or YouTube, or yeah. if you have like other things like IMDb, if you have that set as another search, then you can do that. And so yeah, they've the, the, like BlackBerry search is very good if you actually use it. it just it's, it's not useful, yeah. it's when you press the button, it's not instant, and that makes me not want to use it. I go to the hub instead of using it because it's like a two or three second delay even on my Z30. But once it's instant, I think I'll use it a lot more. Um, what do you guys think about, do you think they're going to open up the virtual assistant to third-party app developers? 
So they said the, they will. Yeah. Oh, they said yeah. they will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, gonna be, there's gonna be yeah, there's gonna be APIs for that. Oh, what okay. I'm th- what I'm thinking is Black, BlackBerry should should just buy Mobile One. Like oh, dude, I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah, like, oh, why? <laughs> the thing is, is why would you like the thing with purchasing a company is that. Why would you purchase Maluba, just speaking out loud, when you could use them, just license them, and you don't have to shell out that capital to purchase them? And it's not like, like I'd, I'd be very hard to believe that some other competitor is going to buy them out because they already have their own ingrown you know, solutions. So it just wouldn't make sense for Apple There's, or Google or Microsoft but, to buy them. So I just don't see a point in like, any need to buy them. How come these other right companies now. have it internal? Like, why why is Cortana exist yeah. internal? Why aren't these other companies doing the leasing thing? There's there must be a reason. And I I'm sure if I sat down for a bit, I could think of a few reasons. Mm-hmm. It just it makes sense seeing as all the competition. It's just yeah. one more thing for BlackBerry to have to make yeah. it more of a legitimate company to have it underneath the shell. Even even if it doesn't make that much sense, but it can't yeah. be that expensive, right? Their app has maybe 50,000 reviews which is significant for like an android app but i mean i mean i mean like 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 if you think if you think about it you know blackberry bought you know bought into the camera you know the, they they bought into storymaker as the application they bought into the browser mm-hmm. so it's like you know those were all purchases that were made like they acquired yeah. and they do it to make it better yeah so i would love to see them take it Leverage Maluba now across your QNX cloud and IoT. We're talking oh, cars, yeah. kiosks. Yeah. Like that, that's what I think. You know, that may, may not be a direction Maluba wants to go. Yeah. But if BlackBerry could assume control and kind of, you know, guide it a different direction. Yeah. Just, just speculation. They could always build it in house as well, because you know that yeah. they've done a lot to join the two technologies on BlackBerry 10, on that's, 10.3. That's a really interesting point, actually, James. That makes a lot of sense when you put in that light. I, I just, I, I wouldn't mind picking your, your brains, uh, just because you brought it up about previous purchases and, and what they've used it for. Do you think that a lot of the purchases they've, they've, they've done in the past, like for, for companies like that they've used for StoryMaker or whatnot, do you think they've actually fully utilized them, or do you think they were kind of like in the whirlwind of 2011 and all that time where they just kind of purchased them so they can create those apps quickly and they didn't really capitalize on it? I, I just want to see what your guys' opinions are on that. I think that if you look at something like what they did with QNX and they built it out over time that would become the, you know, the playbook and like yeah. BB10, um, I think it's something that just because they purchased it in the sh- and they did something in the short term doesn't mean it's great things can't come of it later. Okay. Like Storymaker could become something you know far Definitely. more expansive later Definitely. down the line, like something akin to a What's that? A BlackBerry kind of pseudo PowerPoint app. It's not really a PowerPoint. Express. App. Express. Express. It's really yeah. good. That's like my favorite app on BlackBerry 10. It's not even like a full app. It's in beta. I loved it on my Q10. It's, it's, it's just been beta for so long. <laughs> it's so good though. Like as is. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can ex- yeah. you can export it and, and do some oh, fun yeah. stuff with it. Like, well, that's cool. what you, know, you can like take video of it, like of your screen, and like play it as a, a video presentation as well. So it's really cool. Well, that's the thing. It's like they, they can build something like that and have more of a tighter integration with like the same formatting. Like, like you put like PPT, like PowerPoints with like other PowerPoint kind of things yeah, yeah. that are together and stuff like that. It's, it's interesting you brought that up because when we saw the BlackBerry Blends kind of demos leak out, we saw a third-party section, and in that section they had oh, BlackBerry yeah. Express. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there's photos of that out on, on out online. Mm-hmm. In our, 
kind of like a Google Drive, like shared PowerPoint kind of. It, it like like Hub, they want to build a way for developers to get in, and, and BlackBerry Blends will see that I'm sure after you know some some months after launch, if not on on launch day, to open up some more APIs. When are you developers expecting kind of new tools? Now now that we you've already got your gold SDK, what do you see next coming down the pipe? That's the thing. That's the big question mark. Is that a lot of the stuff that we have now? It's like stuff that we already know that we've already seen. But I think what's really gonna like be some of the big, really hard-hitting features that's gonna get people excited is gonna be when you know maybe the gold SDK for 10.3.1 is gonna come out. Because right now, a lot of the new features um, for like what I'm gonna use and what most of the developers are gonna use is gonna be a lot of UI adjustments. Which are useful in their own right because you know the way your your app looks and how it feels is very important as well, not just functionality. Um, I don't know. I'll pass it off to Alex. What do you think? Um. But <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, I kind of got lost a little bit. <laughs> what what was it about exactly? Like like James was talking about how like all these new functionality look like they're going to come with like blends and other stuff and and he was wondering like when do you think we're going to see that come in terms of developer tools and APIs like for instance the the voice integration API that's not available in in 10.3 no SDK, okay so i when i was watching what what is the company again i always forget their name for the voice the new Maluba? voice Maluba? Maluba. They were they were showing an example of how to integrate it in, um, and I think they used either Dunkin' Donuts or Tim Horton. I used probably Tim Hortons for example, and they said literally as the developer, all you do is send us in a request, and you give us like the sizes. So it'd be like small, medium, large, extra large, and then like you know milk, uh, cream, sugar, uh, double double, and just like a few terms. They're like you just send it over to us, and within like 24 hours, we'll implement it in there. So it sounds like it's a very easy thing to do. Um, say that Tim Hortons has an app and they want to integrate that within there. I'm trying to think of how that would even work. Whether no, it be like, like new, order me. Yeah, like just new BB10 APIs and stuff like coming down the the pipeline. When do you think we'll we'll see those? I mean, do you think they're going to give developers like blend like control over? Blend? That's the thing. I'm not sure they're going to. Yeah, I mean, what what other stuff? I don't. I think they are going to have third party extensions so that like if my phone is bridged to my computer, I can make a BlackBerry Express presentation off of the phone. I'm sure everyone knows. Okay, definitely down the line I can see that. Do you think it's going to be core apps only or both core and third? Because I think it's going to be core apps. It looks like third party on the the photos. It'll be the same third party as the hub is currently letting you in. Pretty much you need to be a big name app or you need to have connections. You got to be like, you know, black for Twitter and all that. You got to be a bigger developer. It might be one of those special cases. Well, it might be like Blackberry specific too. I mean, like it could be like just for. It could be core. It could be. Certain enterprise, some sort of like. Go ahead, Jim, sir. No, did any of you guys uh, read up or, or listen about to the black phone rebuttal that they did? Blackberry, yeah. Blackberry <laughs> did a Blackberry did a fact check <laughs> yeah. on black phone, and black phone in turn responded. It was a uh, it was unabashedly uh, uh, sh- sh- short minded. Yeah, they <laughs> called the pa- they called the passport the uh, passbook because <laughs> just like little things that it shows they were more of like ranting rather than. <laughs> Combating, 
Yeah, Black BlackBerry did it very professionally. No jabs. Yeah. It was more like. A very consolidated, re, yeah, re, redefine of what was going on. It's a big, it's a big company versus small company, and I, BlackBerry really couldn't get away with bashing that way. Anyways, the only way that you can really get away with that is being a company as small as BlackPhone, and they'll take the publicity. They don't care that yeah. they said some lies or the way that they said things. They're, I don't know. I think they're a very, very small company, like less than twenty employees. Mm -hmm. So they could be a little bit more, you know, they're fighting for the space. They can say kind of whatever they want, really. Yeah. BlackBerry has to be careful in their rebuttals. Is the thing. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I was reading the BlackPhone uh, rebuttal, I was like, man, this is pretty harsh. This guy's yeah. like, this guy took it really personally. Which, I mean, yeah. like if he's the CEO, it's, it's his baby. He's going to take yeah, it personally. But I mean, like, I was I was just surprised at the tone it was done. I'm not used to uh, to seeing it done in that way. It was a, it, it was it was it was an interesting kind of like out outcry almost in a way. Yeah. And, yeah. and it and it's so interesting because it's like why don't the two talk? You know, why don't they get Black Phone running QNX? You know, on their own modded version with all of their apps. It's like yeah. it's like honestly they could be again they're all focusing on the same thing. Imagine locking down a Black Phone with BES. The only thing I will say is that I, I didn't like. BlackPhone is such a small company, and like I haven't really heard that much about it, so I just didn't see a reason why, like BlackBerry would even waste their time. To, they give it free publicity. They give it free publicity. That's the only thing I just don't get about this because no one was talking about BlackPhone. Then they just out of the blue they go and do this. Like BlackPhone, last time I checked, BlackPhone wasn't even like, like outwardly attacking BlackBerry or saying stuff about BlackBerry. At least that I that I've seen. So I just feel like it was kind of like... They were prematurely defending their grounds. I yeah. think they, before all the publicity came out to BlackPhone, BlackBerry kind of wanted to dumb it down at first and be like, they're really not as great as they make it sound, um, and you should trust a company that's been doing it for so long, and then I don't so, think this went the way they were hoping it would go. Yeah. Right right off of that, Alex, I think we need to jump into like the biggest piece of news maybe that happened this week, and that was not actually BlackBerry news. It was a uh, Apple and IBM news. So yeah. what do you guys think about that enterprise play? I think it deserves a, 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 a set time for discussion. It's a big piece of news, and it has a lot of would-be conjecture points. So let's try to can, clear the air. Go well, for first, it, can, we, can we first just talk about what exactly it is? From reading the articles, it makes it sound like all that's really going on is IBM is going to make about 100 apps for iOS, just like work-related apps. No, no, Alex, haven't you seen the stock price? Like, apparently they're <laughs> taking over corporate. And, and it's like <laughs> IBM and Apple, they always hated each other. And as far, you know, it's it's PC versus Mac. Like, this is a weird partnership to happen. Um, but it doesn't seem like they're not, they're not offering the end-to-end -end solution that BlackBerry is. They're really not, I don't know, I don't know. Do you guys have? Well, I don't actually, have words. Well, I'm just like infuriated by it. Well, for me, I always, I just thought it was just like, I thought it was just that. It was just like, just Apple apps. or app, yeah, just applications. I didn't think there was any sort of end. No, the end there's, so there, I didn't there, there's a little, there's a little bit more going on. And and Brandon, I don't know if you want to touch yeah. on it. Well, the thing, well, I just want to give my own views because I was talking to my mom and she studied computer science uh, at Waterloo back in the '70s. So she and she worked for digital and stuff, and so she knows all this stuff, all the all the IBM Apple stuff. And she was like, she's very skeptical that this is going to work. It's just because they're two different companies with two different, completely different views 
on a lot of mm -hmm. things, and she yeah. said that there's, it's probably going to be really difficult for them to work together and come up with like one unified product. And she, she, she was of the strong opinion that it's probably not going to work. And and I can kind of agree to the same extent. I mean, it, it's so like it was so out of a left field that it's like, yeah. like I, I just, you know. But it's, then then again, Apple's really good at coming out with left field stuff, and then at at the end of the day, you see what they make out of it. But you know. There are two no. ways you can look at it. Like, either this could have just been a last-ditch effort because, like, oh, shit, BlackBerry actually, like, they're getting some traction with enterprise and security, and we're having these security flaws. So it might have been yeah. them just, like, last minute, but, like, shoot, what can we do? Oh, let's do this partnership. Or it could have been something that was planned out for a long time, and they're like, this is our path to, to defeat BlackBerry. And the, and the thing that, like, just adding on to that, to the two different views, is that I always, before with QNX and BlackBerry and IBM, I always thought, I always saw IBM as kind of, because they're doing a whole bunch of things with the Internet of Things and stuff, I always thought IBM was going to be more of a collaborator with QNX and BlackBerry as opposed to a competitor. And I'm not really, and, and, and I think there's just that big question mark about this deal as to what you were, like, back to you, Alex, we just don't really know exactly what this deal is going to mean. And it's it won't be for another like eight plus months before we start seeing like anything at all. They, they said right? fall. They said fall. They said fall. They're gonna start. Mm -hmm. But here, here's here's okay. uh, Brandon. Brandon made a great point earlier. It was on the uh, you know the consistency of of that partnership and how well it's going to actually work for them. And as he kind of mentioned, an integrated solution across an end to end type thing is not what they're bringing to the table because there can't really be a true harmony between the systems. They're kind of just bringing applications, you know? They're not going to do something like Knox or something. Yeah, what they're doing behind it, well, well, they are kind of. They IBM has their own MDM platform, so and it's cross-device. It's cross device. So supposedly they're going to be okay. taking iPads and iPhones and trying to push them on IBM customers. So okay. will that encroach in BlackBerry's thing? Yes, but at the same time, there are two different solutions, I think, for two different types of enterprise. There's an enterprise that needs the strict regulatory, you know, encryption and security that BlackBerry brings. And at the other time, there's companies that really don't. They just kind of need, need email. They don't need secure yeah. workspaces, you know, work and personal. They don't, they don't need the, as robust a solution for, for their security needs. Yeah. And I mean, uh, like, it's really going to come down to what they provide because BlackBerry, like, good, mobile iron, they all, they can all like work with Apple devices in the enterprise so it's not like this is really holding back people in enterprise from using Apple devices it's really kind of come down to the security and I'm not really sure if like IBM has really had like has has always been at the forefront of security in terms of mobile so maybe in, with desktops and all, all that but with mobile I've never really equated IBM with security but who knows you never know yeah, it's I don't know. It's one of those things where we're gonna have to wait and see. Will they take the world by storm? I don't think so. They're they're developing apps. Um, I don't even know. We don't know enough about the deal yet to see how it'll affect BlackBerry. But we can all agree that BlackBerry was on a bubble. Their stock price is going up and up and up. Everyone is actually talking positive news with BlackBerry, saying they're about to hit their 52 yep. week. Um, hi. They they were waiting for this. Yeah. Any little bit of news that could go against BlackBerry, um, all the shorts and everyone they were looking for this to just blow it up. And I think yep. that's that is really what 
you know, happen. Not so much for the partnership. But you can't really accuse any of that. You can just, no. I don't know. I mean, it was suspect because if this if this news hadn't come out, I mean, the stock would would still be on an um, upward trend. I would believe. For it, it was it was one of those reactionary things that's like, yeah. like <gasps> you know, everyone yeah. runs one way. There's always a you know yeah. a, a duality in the viewpoints on on shares. Mm -hmm. So the the thing with BlackBerry stock is that like almost any company can come up with news, like neutral news, and that will make like investors freak out at black on BlackBerry stock. So you've always got to wait till the dust settles and, and see what happens afterwards. Okay. Cool. How about we move on? Yeah. What do you guys want to talk on next? I mean, they had the marketing VP who, you know, went out on advertising age and did a Q&A and, you know, discussed a couple of topics. You, anyone read up on that? I have a good thing to pull from that. I, I skimmed it. Blackberry yeah. synonymous with business. Uh, yeah, I was talking to James. Like I was like, uh, that's. I was telling him how I like. I, I heard the headline and I was like, okay, yeah, we've already heard that. That like Blackberry is all about enterprise. Like, I just wasn't interested in listening to it from the marketing guy. I mean, we already know. Yeah, with, when when Tom did an interview over in Washington. Blackberry experience with John Sims. Mm -hmm. John Sims said, "Like we're not spending any money on anything outside of adver advertising for enterprise purposes." Mm -hmm. So, how how long that stays true or on the record, you know, we, we can't say. But at, at least we we can kind of grasp that they're going to be pulling in their money and, and resources to focus on enterprise. Do you guys think like we'll see like an advertisement for ten dot three? Like I um, think. This the the next Z30 that's supposedly coming out early next year. I think that running 10.3.1. I just said point and then dot whatever. Uh, 10.3.1. <laughs> that will be advertised a little bit, hopefully, because that's definitely a consumer thing, and they could talk about the Android apps and the Amazon App Store, and it's actually further down the line. It'll be like eight months from now, and we'll know where that Amazon App Store stands. Um, at that point, so. Actually, I think with in terms of like an advertisement perspective, it'll come with uh, you'll like you'll you'll see the um, passport. Like it'll come with yeah, you'll you'll see the passport uh, and then like it'll say like passport, the greatest enterprise solution ever in the history of anything, and then like to really nail it home, it'll say oh and by the way, it'll have like that one like that what the Steve Jobs used to say like that just one more thing, and then it'll be like it comes with BlackBerry blends and then like. The enterprise customer base was exploding. <laughs> the greatest thing ever. I would explode if that happens. <laughs> right? Yeah. I would. I would be stoked because it's like BlackBerry doesn't spend enough time, kind of telling people why they have the best solution out there. And and we're gonna talk about that a little bit later on here when we go into Q and X a little bit more and what they've been talking on in that arena. But as a transition here. Oh, what do you guys think about BBM moving over to Windows in beta form? I have it running on a device. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, one more platform, so it was good for BBM. I thought it was very interesting that they wrote it like natively, which yeah. was very interesting. Oh yeah, that, that's, yeah. We talked that's about that last interesting part. Of week, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it just shows more and more the route that they need to take with iOS and Android. A lot of yeah. people I've talked to who who are running BBM on iOS, they they use it 
but I think they would be a lot happier if it was native. What do you uh, think, Matthew? Yeah, sorry, I a review on it. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, in my, in my BBM for iOS review, I, I honestly, the most troubling thing I found it was, like, its visual inconsistency and, like, just, just some of the more, like, it didn't feel like something like Facebook, which is, like, it's smooth, it's consistent throughout, and I don't know if that's a result yeah. of just, you know, the many more variations that have come through software updates. Mm-hmm. But I, I found that BBM for iOS definitely, definitely had a few kind of caveats it really needed to work through. <laughs> Would um, you be more likely to use it, though, if it had, like, a, a, a native iOS UI? Is that what's really holding you back, or is it more just the functionality and the smoothness aspect of it? I would say it's the functionality primarily. Okay. Uh, it's it's um I use it as a daily I use it daily anyway, but it just I found that like some of the more like kind of buggier aspects of it, like BBM voice, just muddle. Like I I have friends who use BBM like you use BBM, and yeah. they themselves are also on like iPhones and like yeah, on Android phone and like when I need to call them because I don't have to send a, like a message, just like when you have BBM voice crashing on you like inexplicably or just not working out right. Oh really? Kind of, it, yeah, it just muddles like an otherwise really good overall user experience. I mean, channels. Yeah, yeah. iOS to BB10, there are some problems. Yeah. I've been talking on yeah. voice. Once it gets connected, normally it's pretty good, but getting connected took me three or four times. Um, talking to my buddy from the UK. Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, there's lots of people I know who have iOS devices and BBM, and it's definitely acknowledged that the, you know, BBM there is room for improvement in terms of the stability yeah. on that platform based on what I've heard and what I've seen. So you're not you're not wrong <laughs> with those sentiments. I, you, you know, talking more about it being native, I was just sitting and thinking about this for a second. And when you're developing a native app, then it actually pulls some of the core OS like look and feel to it. Um, so the problem is like BlackBerry 10.3 is coming out. It has entire UI overhaul. What they're going to have to do for iOS and Android is they're going to have to go into all these different assets and switch them over to the new UI. Whereas <laughs> if they had a native UI being pulled from the core assets of Android and iOS, yeah. they really they wouldn't have to do that. So they're actually putting more work on themselves trying to give the BlackBerry 10 feel on iOS and Android rather than just yeah. doing the Android yeah. feel and yeah. iOS. So you know, for the short term, it kind of made sense. We were thinking maybe you could pull some people to BB10 if they love the experience, but. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking definitely the wrong route. Actually, I have a question, though, regarding what the fact that it's non-native kind of explains sort of the buggier aspects of it. Because I've had um, some of my own groupings and stuff. Like, I used to have a WebOS group that was actually somewhat sizable at about, like, 20 people or something. But inexplicably, I would have this group, like, like completely disappear. I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't be logged in as its administrator anymore. It would just, it would, it would just be... I've had some, some weird group things happen where... You know, I, I was the administrator, I switched devices, I switched back, my BBID kind of floated around there for a while, I came back, I'm not the administrator, and someone else deletes the group, so I'm like, well, I can't do anything about it. So, I think um, you're, you're going to have problems no matter what. You yeah, know, to, answer, whether... to answer your question, you know, it, it is native to the platform, it just yeah. doesn't look native. Yeah. So, right, it doesn't use core functionality. Yeah, it's not using like the the, the core assets. Yeah, it's not using the user interface type of like the the assets. built-in. But it's yeah, still a fully fully native it's experience. Native. Yeah, 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 sorry. It is, a, it yeah, is, it is an native. actual app built for iOS and Android. They're just not using like the the same user experience and UI. They've actually gone and done extra work 
to make it specifically look like yeah. BlackBerry 10. Okay. And that's the thing, a hodgepodge of different like visual styles and, and OS environments is not something you see on iOS. Yeah, BB10 is running, you know, native. It's running HTML5. It's killing uh, Adobe, thank God. Um, Wait, <laughs> BB, it's running HTML5? Yeah. Yeah, you can still run web yeah. apps. Totally, totally. No, on, on BB10, no, what are you Alex. Talking? We're talking about BlackBerry 10. Yeah, we transitioned oh. away from iOS to BB10. I, no, I thought, you were saying, I thought you were saying that the BB10, or BBM app on iOS was built in HTML5, and I was like, I no. don't, okay, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I, I think the only app... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Adobe Eric. Man, I, I'm still I'm still kind of sore about the playbook guys. Like I'm not even gonna. Stop. I can't even. Like I still I have it. I have it too. Charged. It's minus stage charged. I, I haven't it. used it though That's since I got my Z30. I I invested so much. Like I got the rapid chargers. I got the yeah. HDMI cable. Yeah. I got, like, mm -hmm. the keyboard. Yeah. You know what yeah. killed it for me though? You know what yes. killed it for me is no bridge. I bought a playbook in anticipation of getting a BB10 device. And when I got my BB10 device, there was no bridge functionality, like no useful bridge functionality at least, like nothing, none nothing of the tax message BBM and stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh man, like I was looking, I was really looking forward to that. But yeah. let's not start any negative drama. This is so old. This is four years old, guys. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I, one thing. As I look at the Z3 specs, I can't just like I can't help but like just I, laugh, I, laugh at the whole situation because it's something they could. Do it's it's not it it's might not make sense just, monetarily. monetarily. Yeah, I agree with that. Like it doesn't make sense for them right now, but it's not that they can't. It's that they are choosing not to because BB10 is more important. And know? that's probably why Torsten or whoever they he's pretty much made it sound pretty like it's coming to the playbook yeah. because it was more like spec wise it made sense. It was definitely going to come. Um, I was act yeah I was actually on Reddit the other day and I was searching. Uh, through the Ask Me Anything, so I just happened to stumble upon like a former BlackBerry employee um, at AMA, and the question about the playbook and why like it didn't get BB10 came up, and it was for like he brought up the points about like the uh, the memory issue, and I said that like yeah they could have they could have brought it over to Playbook 10, but the amount of work and effort it would have taken to get there, it just wasn't worth it, uh, especially since they didn't have any plans for like a new tablet or anything at the time. So that's why they, they didn't develop it. At least that's what this person said. So take it for what it is. I still think they should have brought like small aspects of it, like maybe just the hub and the and, browser and, 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 and the it, keyboard. It, 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 it leads us back to BlackBerry Blends. You know, Are we yeah. going to see an extension for Playbook? Are they going to toss us a bone, or well, are they going <laughs> to... That's the thing, is that like you look at the Bridge app now, you do the Bridge between your BB10 device and uh, the Playbook, and you've got like the Text Message app and the BBM app, and they're, they're done in like a Playbook, in, in a BB10 type of uh, uh, layout. You know, It's got the BB10 user interface there on those Bridge apps. Um, so I think, I think really Blends is kind of like a, uh, an early version of Blends. I mean, I mean, bridge. Yeah, I think bridge is an early version of blends. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a mixture. It's it is bridge, and it is also um, what is that stupid link fusion? Link. Thank you. Yeah, link. 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 It's it's link and, and bridge together. That's what blends is. I wonder how like. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Oh, okay, sorry. It's it's actually it's really important to note though that the playbook is at EOL. It's not. 
supported anymore, nor is it manufactured. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I think seeing any sort of actual software update of any kind, like even with mm-hmm. like one support, it's like it's it negligible. It's almost a bad thing. It would almost be yeah, a bad thing exactly. to happen because it's like they killed it off. Just let it be dead. Stop trying to resurrect it and bring it back and dead. Yeah, you're right. The media would have a frenzy with it. They if would. You think about it. They'd it would be, like, be a bad Black thing if they bought it. Yeah. Last dish attempt to bring this back to playbook first. Yeah. Level, what, it for would what? even be good. Yeah. And then they're like playbook two question mark. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get BB10 on this one. And it's just it's, it's yeah. a firestorm yeah. that just we're pre- we're pretty sure they're working on a tablet for next year. Yeah. And I, I, I still don't think it's a good idea. But at the same time, in the in lieu of this this uh, IBM and Apple deal, the very thing they will be doing is pushing iPads at enterprise. So it's like, do you, do you just let them have that market, or do you do something about it? And if that's they can do it with Boxcon on the cheap, I mean. Yeah. Well, that's sure, what you blends. Two hundred dollar like seven inch. Yeah. BB10 tablet, I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> even even bigger. I mean, we could go like eight or nine, and just just c- kind of coming at a, at a range that is both functional and mobile. Yeah, you can have this yeah. iPad Mini, or you can have this nine-inch Playbook too. Or I wouldn't call it Playbook at all. Yeah. I call it. No, I call yeah, it, they would ditch it. Ditch that. I call it Port Pass or something. <laughs> That's where blends it's, comes in, you know. You gotta like. I think they should just focus on blends, make it awesome, and then you can use yeah. you can use your BB10 device on literally like all your glass devices. screen or anything. So as long yeah. as someone's yeah. got a BlackBerry 10, it doesn't matter if you have an iPad, an Android tablet, or desktop if you're at a computer or they or MacBook or something. All yeah. you need to have is your BB10 device, and boom, you can connect to any other like tablet or device that you wanna like use. And you can have all the same services on every single one. You don't have to be locked down to a specific tablet or OS to get those features. And I think that's going to be a real key. A real Absolutely. key. I, I 100% agree, Brandon. Have you guys been or heard about how well the Chromebook has been selling in schools, unsurprisingly, because it's very cheap? And essentially, yeah. it's just like all it's a need. terminal that you log into, essentially. It's yeah. cheap, yeah. and that's what BlackBerry... Blends. Is kind of going towards yeah. Blends will be the terminal, and your phone is what runs your computer. And um, and I mentioned this in and when I, after I went to the uh, the experience in uh, Toronto. What was it called? The the BlackBerry Experience Toronto a few months ago. <laughs> and I spoke to uh, John Sims, and he said that all the new all the major new BlackBerry services coming out will be cloud services, and those are going to be. The, the big things coming out in the future. So I wouldn't be surprised if that exactly what you're talking about is what's going to happen, Alex. Yeah, no, be. I definitely think, I, I believe in that. And, you know, I think the, the playbook, it had its purpose, and if it weren't for the playbook, which that I definitely see the playbook as a beta test when they gave it out, um, mm-hmm. our BlackBerry 10 devices initially, initially would be running off of Adobe Air. Um, the old settings app was built on Adobe Air because mm-hmm. they were transferring over the playbook to a smaller device and they realized, hey, you know, maybe we should do this in Air and maybe we should build the core off QNX and all that stuff went on or right when they were buying QNX or whatever happened. But the, the, the playbook is essentially what helped determine that they couldn't just have an operating system running off of Air. It had to be something more. So it had its purpose and I think they did fine for what it was. There was a lot, big shit storm with it, but... I don't know. 
big one. I'm still having it, dude. Stop. Right, I can't, I'm not even going <laughs> to So uh, two days from today, guys, the Z3 hits the Philippines. I mean, it's pretty dispersed at this point, you know? The device overall, it's, it's hit most of its markets. I think we're just kind of waiting on this LTE version. Have we heard about the any US. of the... Yeah, the U.S., the North American, mm-hmm. maybe U.K. as well. What are the markets do you think it'd go to on LTE variants? South America, maybe? Brazil. Um, who, who else has sure. LTE? Like Western Europe, Eastern Europe? The UK, Western Europe. Uh, yeah, Western Europe and stuff like that. They'd probably go to Orange and France, maybe. Yeah. Which Telecom, Germany. Maybe like Australia, New Zealand, or maybe. Like, uh, <laughs> but like uh, overall, like it's it's been a pretty interesting ride for the Z3. You know, we just saw yesterday, I think, a, a one-day-only sale to get it over here in these markets. How many do you, you, you think people have bought it or, or not? It's a 3G, 3G low-end device. I mean, uh, what was that? What was that one-day sale only? Yeah, it was a, it was a one-day deal. On Shop Blackberry or? On, no. ex, on Expands. Expands. Yeah, it was a weird site. Something like that. But yeah, it was it was priced at like two thirty and two fifty, if I remember, for uh, U.S. and Canada, uh, respectively. Yeah, so James, in, I oh sorry, no, I, no go for it, for sure. Maybe <laughs> so mad. We were having a conversation about like what he told. I told him about it, or he told. Well, I saw a post about it, and I was like, "Is this actually a thing?" And he's like, "So, are you gonna, what are you gonna do about it?" And I'm like, "I I'm gonna buy this thing, of course." And we got this conversation about I sh- how I shouldn't buy the Z3 because I love the Z3. I think it's just because what it offers based on the price, it's it's it's. I would go with that over a Moto G any day of the week, and then like, you convinced me just to go for the 199Z10 as opposed to like the 229Z3 because I get I'm LTE, cetera, I'm s- Yeah, I'm saying I think you'll get a nicer experience overall, like as your re-entry into BB10, going for an all-touch device. Beat the Z3. I just thought, like, you know, as a device, as something you're going to want to use long term, I think you might enjoy the Z10 more. Not that the Z3 is a bad device. I hear it runs Android applications better. You have the bigger screen. Um, I know with 10.3, it's going to be a pretty parallel experience across their devices, but I just think you'll get more bang for your bunk, so to speak, with the uh, Z10. And you'll get the best bang for your buck for the Z30. Just saying. Mm. Right, right. Pay for your buck with the passport. Just saying, when it comes out. <laughs> just kidding. Every, just, dude, every other day. <laughs> okay, the more and more I, I use my Z30, the more I'm kind of turned off from the uh, the passport. Like I want, like one day I want the passport real bad, and then it's like, but I really love my Z30. And mm-hmm. now I'm, I think I'm going to wait for early next year for the update to the Z30. Yeah, same. Um, same. Which I, I, like, I don't know. Although it's that such new, a tough choice. Although that new leak of the Passport key, uh, keyboard acting like a trackpad, Yeah. that was pretty neat because I originally thought the, the keyboard, the touch-sensitive keyboard, was mainly just going to be used for deleting words and moving back and forth, um, like scrolling side to yeah. side between letters. But when I actually saw it, it's actually like a full trackpad, the whole thing. You can actually scroll down websites, just scrolling your finger on it, touch and all yeah. that. That's actually pretty neat. Yeah. I figured they would go with that originally because, I mean, what, I mean they're, they'd have to use, like, more functionality to that little scrolling yeah. aspect of the keyboard than just, like, for, like, text highlighting and stuff like that. I yeah, mean, it's a really cool technology. From what they've told us on the blog and what, like, people we've seen in demos and, you know, different hands-on, 
it is a pretty much marriage of the, the the virtual and physical keyboards on BlackBerry 10. We have the Q10 type, you know, straight frets, big keys, really easy target points, but all of that with a touch sensitive layer underneath. It's, You're it's, able to yeah flick up words, do all of that, delete words with a swipe back. I mean, and trackpad ability as well. It's that it's that it's that Apple feature. You know, you know how Apple always has that one feature that they can boast about and like and market. Touch ID on the Right. I, I feel like the Passport. It'll be this keyboard, this touch-sensitive keyboard, will be you know, BlackBerry's you know one Apple feature that they can market the device on. Keyboard with an integrated touch panel yep. for swiping and. This this scrolling. is it. The one thing I like about all this is this is innovation though. Like this is. Innovation. Yes. It's not just, you know, we made the screen a little bit bigger, guys. Like we're innovative. Look at this nice new like phone, how it looks. Like they're BlackBerry. You can't say that BlackBerry isn't innovating. Yeah, yeah. I still feel like people will be like the iPhone six. Um, when it comes out, it'll. I'm sure it'll be a good device. It'll be, you know, they have the four point seven inch and the five point five or whatever, and it's just going to be a bigger device. I think it's not innovative. They're going to be using. Um, I forgot what type of glass it's called. I was just watching like a video about it. They'll be using a different type of glass, sapphire crystal glass or whatever. And it's like that's not innovative. I mean, yeah, it's they're using nicer materials and they've always been about high end, but it's not innovative. Blackberry's it's re it's resourceful. It's resourceful. Yeah. Not innovative. Yeah. Yeah. They're not they're they're doing I know Apple is doing a lot. Like we know they have continuity yeah. and, and they're not being stagnant in, in any in any way, no. but I think their market direction is so much different uh, than what, where we see BlackBerry going. It's more consumer oriented. Definitely, even with the IBM deal, I feel like Google is actually looking at enterprise a lot more with the absorption I, of Knox. Yeah. Do you think they'll? I don't know. I I think it would be cool to to tie up with Google, like BlackBerry, I, and Google, I, I just, with the same partnership. You don't I like mean, it? I do. I do. I really think okay. Android has an, an an initiative, or Google has an initiative for uh, Android at work, and I think BlackBerry needs to be the foundation of that. And like as we transition now, I'm totally taking this over, and we're let's head over to like talking QNX because I think at this point we've seen kind of a revelation of what their M two M play is. With at least you know automotive, we already see it healthcare, and as well some of these other businesses that they want to go into. Um, with QNX, they just announced a, 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 in a webinar about Project Ion, and we've heard a lot of things about it. Uh, it, it was a very uh, intense experience to say the least. When I watched the whole hour, I listened for the Q and A at the end. They touched on a couple good things, and they actually brought up some news. I haven't put it into a post, and I probably should, but. Uh, at the end, at the very, very end in the Q&A, uh, I think Steve West, uh, if, if I could be wrong on that name, but I believe the, the, the orator of the presentation says, we do plan on announcing a big partnership later this year alongside our further intentions of Project Ion. So it's almost as if the Apple-IBM deal is preceding news that we already know is coming, that a partnership is happening. Because you know these companies have industry yeah. insiders that work to to see what the competition's doing, how they're doing it, and, and all that, you know. And of course, you know, money go, money talks in, in that regard. Yeah. Actually, what's really funny is I really thought briefly that BlackBerry was actually going to partner up with Microsoft for a similar like kind of like a deal like with Apple and IBM. But then I realized that I, it's probably because I misread the story. It was actually that just. Apple or um, Microsoft and uh, BlackBerry were just co-hosting a security conference together, and I, like, my hopes yeah. were just 
gashed footprint in there. I mean, mm-hmm. think about that a little bit, though, because a lot of people, they're either hoping for Microsoft or Google. Realistically, though, why... Google. Like, I could see Microsoft pushing it, but why would BlackBerry go with Microsoft? I, they'd make more sense to go with Google, seeing as your BlackBerry 10 device runs Android, Android apps. Android trying, yeah, we're essentially trying to be a security um, fork of Android. Like, I've, I've said way. it before, I've said so. it before, and, I, and I'll say it again here, that BlackBerry wants to enable. They don't want to necessarily be in the hands of. They don't. They. I think a partnership we'll see in the Internet of Things for Project Ion. We're looking closer at a partner like Cisco Systems, who runs you know uh, a, a huge amount of the web routers mm-hmm. that are pushing traffic online right now. I think mm-hmm. we're going to see more of a data play than we're going to see any consumer or you know a peripheral kind of play. Would I like to see a Google BlackBerry kind of merger and, and do something in that arena with secure mm-hmm. workspace? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think Cisco is definitely, like, if I were to bet on a company if they're going to merge with, uh, not merge with, I mean, work with, partner with, I think Cisco, there's always been that kind of view of, you know, Cisco and BlackBerry would go hand in hand. Even when they were talking about people to purchase BlackBerry a few months ago, a lot of people were saying Cisco to purchase BlackBerry makes a lot of sense. So I, I, I would take that as kind of, you know, it would make a lot of sense to have those two partner up. Yeah, Cisco is Cisco is an interesting company, you know, as a whole, because they've been kind of struggling into a domain that they really kind of bought into. They had bought something called a flip video cam. It was a video camera that you you press the toggle oh, yeah. inside and a USB shot up, and you can just plug it directly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they they've they've dabbled in that arena. They had a I forget the name of it, but they had a tablet based phone. If you watch a lot of uh, movies or TV shows, most of the business phones that these people are picking up say Cisco systems on them. It's, it's really used in a lot of intranets as a land-based uh, phone system. So they've got a couple different plays with WebEx as well, where it's pretty much the conference tool. It's one of the top ones out there for, mm-hmm. for different web conferences and things like that. So they've got a lot going on, and I think that is, that there could be a, a real marriage of those technologies. QNX, again, would be at the very bottom of the solution. And again, when we talk about enabling Project Ion, what they want to do, they got to bring together carriers. They've got to bring together partners, be, be it startups, be it you know established businesses. What they yeah. want to do is kind of bring down the barriers for these different organizations who want to tap into the Internet of Things. You know, a lot, of, yeah. a lot of companies like a big a big market now is definitely is uh, is getting data and being able to make sense of that data, and a lot of like. A lot of the hard stuff about it's not so hard to to make um, to look at data and kind of come up with figuring out what what it means. The hard part is actually getting the data and compiling it in a way that you can actually make those decisions off. I think Project Ion is is a good is a good uh, it's a good venture in terms of if if it does pan out to be what they say it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be a tool for businesses and companies to get a lot of this analytical data so that they can make better decisions on future products and future business decisions. I it, think that's a really, it, it's, it's a it's really an, important it, tool if it pans out working. They, they were talking, and, and the way the way he, he made it sound, at least to me, was that you, you too, as a developer, or as developers rather, would be able to tap into those kinds of data streams with the Cassandra databases, with the servers in place, with the whole kind of connection that you don't have to build a back end to support yeah. your application. 
And you just think about the scalability of that with the security. They yeah. also mentioned as well that it was all about we want to transport your data, but we don't want to look at it. We don't want to store it anywhere. We just want to move it. So again, yeah. when we're looking at the baseline of the Internet of Things, who's to say the Apple IBM thing is so far out of reach when IBM is still kind of competing in a space where BlackBerry plays? Yeah. BlackBerry just, just got their devices certified for IBM's MDM platform. So it, it's, it's kind of a cross-symbiotic relationship there because the enterprise churn on these different companies is, is pretty substantial when you look at it as a whole. Definitely. I mean, what, if, we, if we transition Q&X talk over to what we've seen in Nant Health, I posted a, a video that I saw on a BBM channel. It was a really cool video from the billionaire CEO of uh, Nant Health, the company that BlackBerry did a $100 million, took a you know, $100 million minority stake in. Uh, really interesting interview overall. He's talking more about the healthcare implications, and he does mention and talk about being able to take their clinical operating system that they've built across all these devices, QNX devices included, and take that data in real time and bring it to different places. So when we look at this so-called passport device, uh, you know, it could be a device that has the kind of screen and kind of usability that it could be able to bring MRI scans and CAT scans directly onto a device and be able to, again, send that data in other places. The implications overall for like healthcare, automotive, and where BlackBerry is taking their industrial focus, um, they did focus on four different uh, mediums within the webinar. They focused on consumer, industrial, automotive, and healthcare. So it's really interesting to see consumer on that playing field, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think because Sergio from Google or Ser Sergi. Sorry, uh, whatever. He has like the voice problem, and he, yeah, he he always mentioned that they want to make medical data more accessible and like kind of open source it. And I'm almost in my mind. I was just thinking when you're talking about all that, James. It's almost like, like BlackBerry is doing it internally, but it's almost like Google. If they get to the point, Google would be a good partner because they really want to further that and do it in a safe, open environment. And that's actually kind of. I haven't connected the two. That could be interesting, actually. There are so many implications for it. I mean, what what the what the CEO of Nant Health, and again, this is a this is the richest man in healthcare right now. He is the top chain of the healthcare industry. He's driving a lot of the innovation moving forward. Supposedly, they they racketeered uh, about I think it was one billion dollars for for their initiative right now, and it's already touching three million lives across the country. So it just it's yeah it's uh it's pretty it's pretty uh adept right now and BlackBerry of course just took a minority stake with these other companies to help support it because QNX is running on a lot of their medical devices right now. No, it's fun. Oh, sorry. No, just just to, just to close off real quick here. He mentions here's his his parallel. He says you could move within a city to different places and your medical records literally have to be sent place to place. Yet you could go over to your friend's house and pop on a Netflix movie and watch it instantaneously. He's like, that's the, that's the way data needs to be. We need it real time. We need it at our fingertips. And imagine if you have your full medical record. He talks about something as well called, I think, a, a collective intelligence so that we have sensors on your body. We have your, your full medical records transparently across wherever it needs to be that we can learn and tell you, both the client and the, and the, the doctor, as to what you need, what would be the best type of care for you in this situation because they have a full record of everything you know, at yeah. their fingertips. 
So also, cross platform, cross device integration then. Yep. Also, a lot to do with like uh, medical stuff. A lot of it has to do with trends. So if you, if all the if all the medical data is in one database and it's all like shared and all that, you can find out and see what drugs are working better for th these people with this type of these type of attributes, these types of of medical histories, and then you can make a better decision on what type of drugs are likely to work on your patient based on that information. So it's also got some. It's also got some diagnosis yep. um, benefits Collect. as well, not just uh, not just the the um, what's it called the simplicity of having your records everywhere. It's also got some real tangible benefits in terms of actually diagnosing and coming up with cures to stuff as well. Mm -hmm. What was interesting, just to close on that little webinar piece that they did, it talked a lot about, and it was just kind of like an overall motif that. BlackBerry is now working to extend data security beyond the firewall. It's something they already did with our, our BB10 devices and our BlackBerry devices, you know, that we can take it outside and, and do social things with it, you know, have social apps, but we still have the security across. <sighs> what was interesting is that they kind of want to take that same, uh, you know, medium and kind of transcend that to different devices. Be able to put QNX agents onto other devices and then pulling that data securely into the whole, you know, network as a whole. So overall, I mean, we've seen a couple different things in regard to all of this. Where do you guys see BlackBerry's next kind of advancement? Do you see it pushing forward more in automotive or healthcare? Healthcare. You think it'll it's be healthcare? healthcare. I, I would say, I would say healthcare in the immediate future. I think overall we're going to see a lot more, I guess, of a visual presence of QNX and BlackBerry in the automotive space, just because that space, I see it moving so quickly in the next few years. With, uh, with Like I said this before, and I, I always say it all the time, with automated vehicles um, and all the new infotainment systems coming into the cars, I just see QNX being able to play such a big role in there, and it's already got such a big foothold there. Would you see yeah. possibly BlackBerry maybe developing? Oh, sorry, Alex. Go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, okay. Would you would you would you see maybe BlackBerry kind of developing something akin to like CarPlay or uh, uh, what did what did Google unveil at I/O, which is their equivalent Android Auto or something? Yeah, Android Auto or something like that. Yeah. No, I don't see them playing uh, that type of a role. I, I see them playing of more of the the, the, the data infrastructure. Yeah, the 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 mm. network infrastructure between interconnected cars and all that like. So Which, to make sure that no one can hack your car and control it, BlackBerry yeah, will okay. have a security there oh, so that you don't have, you know, the mafia controlling your car and, so and stealing it from you or something. you kill somebody. Yeah. Well, CarPlay runs off of QNX, though, right? And, and, yeah. and that's, that's the kind of relationship BlackBerry wants to have with Project Ion, you know? At the core, we want to be at the bottom. Yeah. We don't, we don't mm -hmm. want to necessarily be what you see or what you interact with, but we want to empower it. And I think that's a really a testament to what they want to do in the security aspect that they actually bring to the table. I mean, that, that really is what QNX is and has been because no, very few people know that QNX is what's in the satellites, you know, that's transferring the images from space and all this and, like, the bullet trains and stuff like that. People don't even know that it's running off QNX and BlackBerry owns QNX. It's like this quiet thing, but they're there. Yeah. 
You don't, so, you don't, you don't look at a train, go into the cockpit, and be like, "Oh, it's a QNX system." Like, it just, yeah. it's the type of stuff that you wouldn't know it's QNX. Which I think like, that ma- that's so much more powerful yeah. at the end of the day, but it takes so much longer. The bad publicity with BlackBerry is is the problem, really, at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 uh you know, Dan Dodge, who's the CEO of uh, QNX, had had mentioned that. QNX to him is a, is a stealth company. You know, they're they're a wraith in the industry. You you don't hear about them, but they're always doing things. You know, they're always coming out with new initiatives, new ideas, and continuing to push the envelope. They've been here for 35 years. They 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 came out with their first operating system before Windows and Apple Lisa even. I mean, they've been around for a, quite a long time. I think Linux is the only one that was actually older than them from conception. But uh, you know. And I like bringing this this kind of metaphor or comparison up with people when I discuss these different operating systems. I learned this at BlackBerry Live. Um, you know, you have these kernels in different OS bases, be it hybrid or monolithic, on iOS and Android, and, and those different you know Windows as well as a, as a hybrid kernel. Those systems are running millions of lines of code at the kernel level just to run the OS as, as itself. And of course, you have the application drivers and different things on top of it. Okay, we're talking like three million lines of code. Even you know, I think Microsoft is seven million. It's, yeah, ma- it's, macro, it's running off macro kernels. Yes, they're they're, yeah. they're huge. They're huge pieces, and like finding bugs within that is incredibly incredibly difficult. You know, because there's yeah. so much code to go through. Um, but with QNX, the base that they have on their their real time OS is only one hundred thousand lines of code. Yeah. Like that is that is so impressive when you look at it as a whole. Yeah, so people throw that to the side. Yeah, just, just the base operation. You know, Android is something that goes on top of the kernel. You know, that's that's more code. That's something else. Yeah. I'm talking about that base kernel, just what's running the different operations between hardware and software. The, the reason for that is in the past, that's what there had to be. Microkernels didn't exist. <clears throat> um, but this really shows how new BlackBerry 10 really is compared to the competition seeing as pretty much everything else is running off a macro kernel and we're on a micro kernel, it's going to get to the point where iOS and Android, they're going to have to switch over to a micro kernel. Just, you know, it's going to be what they're going to have to do. And when they make that leap, we'll, that they're not going to go through as much shit as BlackBerry did, but at least we'll be stable, you know, we'll be established on the micro kernel. Is that what Android, like the ART, the ART thing is? That they're bringing in with, with newer Androids? Genuinely not sure about that. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's an RTOS of any kind. I think it's just, yeah. you know, another runtime environment that's not yeah, Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, I think it would be a very, very, very big leap for them to switch over from the macro to micro. It wouldn't just be a little implementation on the newer mm. phones. It it's, would a, be... it's a ground-up rebuild, and I think I've said many times in different articles that BlackRoom is not late they're early because yeah. they're, they really are on the cusp of where we're actually headed in the industry. And I think time will tell that security <clears throat> has to be something you know built in at the very fabric of what you're doing. And that's how BlackBerry has always done it. And they continue to you know, focus on that security aspect. Um, what kind of devices do you know QNX runs on? Besides BlackBerry 10 in the playbook? Uh, yep. God. I'm I mean, maybe on some embedded systems, but I can't really think of anything, like, consumer-oriented. Have you guys ever seen the uh, the Logitech oh, remote yeah. before? 
<laughs> that that runs on QNX. Oh, the, wow. uh, the the system that uh, actually runs the laser scanning system on the International Space Station and the shuttles, Neptic runs on QNX. And literally after the Columbia disaster, yeah. they, they they went to QNX to find a solution to be able to scan the outside of the the ship to actually tell whether any tiles were you know uh, you know. Uh, broken or yeah. you know, worn down or anything like that. You know what's funny about that? Actually, there was just a news report this week that the Canadian Space Agency and NASA are teaming up, mm-hmm. and Canada's providing the laser systems for um, a uh, what's it called? A, an expedition to an asteroid to uh, to scan the asteroid and stuff and and bring back a piece of rock. So who knows? Maybe that laser system is is running QNX. Yeah. Next thing we know, Google Glass will be running QNX. <laughs> it's, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually reading a post right now. It's uh, there have been rumors about QNX running in all Ford's embedded systems. Yep, that was it. Right now, it's there's Microsoft Sync in them. Yeah, and it doesn't work, and it boots out, and it crashes, and my it's, brother it's, has is been using it. Yeah. How is it for him? Good, good, bad. He he actually um, when when we were going car shopping, he really wanted a Ford Focus, and he said I want it to have sync. He's like I love Microsoft Sync, but the thing is, he's coming from a 2002 car that had nothing Bluetooth related whatsoever. So this is such a step up from what he's used to. He loves it. Um, I don't know how great it is. He can't like. There are a few limitations. Try and connect the phone to the car, but. I don't know. He likes it. I just, you know, it's difficult to go based off of that. He's never used anything else. He doesn't know anything different. Yeah. Can only do, can, can only live within the realm that you perceive, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, what else do you guys think would be a viable place for BlackBerry to kind of jump off with? We see the Passport. What's the next big innovation? A, another rectangle? Like, where do we see no, them no. actually going? Toasters and... Do, do what Samsung did. Go for you know appliances, toasters. There's a WebOS toaster. It actually exists. Supposedly, uh, supposedly BlackBerry is running QNX underneath LG's uh, appliance system. Smart appliances. Well, yeah, smart appliances. If through, through, through a China partner. When it gets to this point that we have these fridges, these smart fridges in our in our you know kitchen, and say you go in there and you have a six pack of beer, you drink two beers. <laughs> the next day you drink two beers, the next day you drink two beers, then it gets consistent. It's like, hey, this person is drinking, you know, a beers pack of beer day. every three days. So on day number two, when there's two beers left, boom, sends up to Amazon, automatically buys you a six-pack of beer, and the gets drone you know, delivered yeah. to your house. And that's what is going to be the future, and I don't even know if we're ready for it. But it's it'd be cool to be in there if BlackBerry could well, get some kind of cut of that. It's like Target where uh, they got in trouble because some woman got like an email saying congratulations on the baby, and her husband didn't even know she was oh, pregnant, yeah. and like she didn't even like she had just found out she was pregnant, and it was and it's like it's so it's interesting because like this this company could tell that she was pregnant based on the purchases she was making before wow. like even her husband knew. That's cool. She's it was crazy. It's scary. <laughs> it's definitely cool. It's yeah. scary though. It's it's cool with the hint of, you know, underlying, you know, you gotta be cautious about about this technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I think we covered everything we need to cover, guys. What do you think? There was not much else that happened. Z3. Z3? Z3. Z3. Prototype, the oh, Z30 prototype. Yeah. I mean, it existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it <was there. laughs> Whatever. It had supposedly USB 3.0, potentially quad core. I mean, did you guys see as well? They just posted like Lucky Patcher or something like that to patch Google services yeah. on BlackBerry 10. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I need to try that out. Anyone try I it? No? I don't feel like diving into it. I'll wait for 10.3, whatever. Also, but, yeah, don't let, let us know. Also, don't forget, Mocket is out on uh, oh, yeah. their world. Mocket 2.0. Dude, Mocket's so cool. Mocket's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I use Mocket like every day. I put like I, I put pictures. Yeah, I put pictures of like Alex inside of Z10s, and then I send them to Jeremy. <laughs> it's, it started off as this little app, and he just grew this thing, and it, it is a beast now. So, it's a really well developed app. One of my favorite apps on uh, BB10 for sure. Yeah. He's put a lot of work into it, and it has I, a, and it has Express integration now, which is really cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like using Express, and now that we can alter the images right on the spot there with uh, Mocket, it's really great. It's really useful. Anyway, guys, I really appreciate having you on today, Matthew. Great having you on the team to bring us some more perspective on the other operating systems out there. Yep. I know, pe I know people. I know people hate so hard on your articles, but I I do enjoy reading them still. Why do you hate BlackBerry? <laughs> Why I do you? Hate... <laughs> I hate BlackBerry really? because Concrete hates my Q10. <laughs> Why didn't you buy another BlackBerry? Would say the fans out there. Yeah. Like, What's oh, because I was about to buy a Z3, but someone didn't want me to buy a Z3. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm gonna regret ever saying anything about that. <laughs> anyway, I guys. Was just about to get purchase. <laughs> Were you really? Were you like right at the cusp of that? I was actually. It was literally about five minutes out. <laughs> just get it from just clicking on the link and doing it. But then you convinced me to get a Z10, <laughs> and I, I almost bought the Z10 too. But I thought about it. I was like, I'll just wait for the passport at this point. It's only a few months. Passport Classic Z3 Plus, be it LTE or whatever. I think it's uh, worth waiting. Honestly, save your money yeah. up. Put that in the bank back cool. pocket. Anyway, guys, I appreciate having you. Take it easy. Always a pleasure. Until next week.